Hey there, community. Welcome to the Providence Podcast. I'm Sister Leslie, and I'm so glad you're here. I hope your season of Christmas has been merry and bright so far, and Happy New Year as well. Today, as we look toward the unfolding of a brand new year, we also reflect on Mary. Today on January 1st, we also reflect on a solemnity in the Catholic Church, the solemnity of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God. It might not seem like our resolutions and goals for the new year reflect much about Mary's life, but maybe there is a relationship. Maybe there is a call for us too on this feast where we reflect on Mary, her role in salvation, and her role in our own lives. So we'll get started with our scripture reading and continue our reflection from there. A reading from the Gospel of Luke. The shepherds went in haste to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known the message that had been told them about this child. All who heard it were amazed by what had been told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. When eight days were completed for his circumcision, he was named Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. On January 1st, the Catholic Church celebrates the Solemnity of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God. Honestly, on this day, I'm usually reflecting on the past year, setting some goals, maybe making some resolutions for the coming year, and not thinking that much about Mary. I wonder, though, if Mary might have something to tell me about how to lean into this new beginning. I don't often ponder what it means to be the mother of God. That's a name for Mary that's a little hard for me to relate to. What does help me to relate to Mary is to think about her in the real, to consider her in the context of her life. We don't know a lot of details about her life, but we do know she was a wife and mother who lived in an occupied country that sometimes struggled under Roman rule. Like most parents, I imagine she wanted good things for her family and maybe also had some hopes and dreams of her own. She was a daughter and likely a sister and a friend. She was a member of a family and a community. So although we may have many titles for her, she was just one of many people in her social circle and not necessarily special although the conception and birth of her child are surrounded by stories of wonders and maybe a few rumors, too. We are blessed to hear Mary's voice in Scripture a few times, unlike most of the women in the Bible. 
The first time we hear her speak is also the first time we meet her, when the angel Gabriel comes to visit. She responds in a reasonable way to something that's a little outrageous. Unlike her counterpart, Zechariah, she doesn't doubt the angel, but she does ask how this will work, how she'll be able to conceive when she's still a virgin. That's a fair question. And then she says yes, in a wholehearted way, to this request from God that not only upends the course of human history, but upends her personal life, too. We don't know much about Mary's personality, but she's often described as being gentle, meek, and mild. If you really think about it, though, the qualities of meek and mild are not really what one needs to respond to God in the way that she did. In order to do that, she needed to have deep faith and trust. I think she had to be a little bold, a little fierce, and very courageous. Maybe even a little gritty. Mary's in the good company of people whom God has called throughout history to do outrageous things. The people whom God calls are usually bold, tenacious, a little outside the norm. The people whom God chooses as messengers and prophets tend to color outside the lines. They often exist outside the lines, too. Maybe that helps them to say yes when God comes calling. The gospel reading we get today is the nativity story from Luke, and we hear how Mary ponders all the events surrounding the birth of her son in her heart. What a beautiful contemplative stance in the face of all that has unfolded. That too seems like a reasonable response to the events that God has set into motion throughout her life. I also can't help but to think of the Magnificat on this feast. That's the beautiful song Mary sings in response to Elizabeth's greeting, Elizabeth's own prophetic utterance when Mary visits her. Mary sings, My soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For God's regard has blessed me, poor and a serving woman. She goes on to proclaim God's greatness and all the ways that God has toppled the powerful and uplifted the marginalized. Mary sings both in the past tense, all that God has done for people and also in the present tense, all that God is now doing for humanity and creation as this tiny spark of life ignites a group of cells that multiplies and grows into an infant savior of the world. I can't imagine that this song is hummed quietly or meekly. This is a song to be sung with full voice. 
and I bet that's how she sings it. So what does it mean to be the mother of God? I honestly have no idea. And I don't know if Mary did either. At least, not when she was raising her son and living her life. But I do know that the creator of the universe asked for her consent before going ahead with the plan God conceived. And she was audacious enough to give that consent. And God is calling forth a courageous yes in us, too. On this day, which is so often a time of making resolutions, there's an invitation to consider God's call for us, too. Because Mary of Nazareth is not the last person God called to do a thing. God has continued to call people throughout history to bring about the work of salvation. And God is calling us to be part of that great work, too. God is calling us to bring about God's kingdom, which upends corrupt power and uplifts the vulnerable. We are part of this great body, this community of saints called to bring about God's reign. God's reign, which looks more like a circle than a hierarchical line. How do you resolve to do this? What's God's call for you, and how will you respond? What's your courageous yes as you start this new year? So let's continue to reflect on what God might be saying to us on this feast and in these readings. What does the reign of God look like to you? What needs to happen in our day, in our world, in our context, to make it look more like the reign of God? When you think about Mary, her life, what she says, what she does, what comes to mind? Who is Mary for you?
And given everything that you've thought about and reflected on during this time, what is God's invitation for you right now? Is there anything you need to leave behind from this past year? Is there anything that God is calling you to in this new year? Calling you to for your own life, but also for the work of bringing about God's kingdom, God's reign, salvation for people and creation. Thanks for listening to the Providence Podcast. I hope you continue to connect with God's space and, of course, the Sisters of Divine Providence of Kentucky. As you enter this week, may you notice all the ways that God cares for you. And may we all take good care of each other. Peace. Peace.